0: Oh, let's go. Let's go on a Monday. This might be one of my happiest days in the show in a very long time. Not only because Happy Josh is here. Congratulations to your cheese. How about them Chiefs, bub?
1: How about them Royals, bub? How about bub? them
0: Chiefs? Chiefs! Do we have a Richard update? Have we heard anything from him? I
1: didn't check in on his social media I felt account like, last night.
0: I think they were and I think they were playing an old show today.
1: Dang it, man. So they're not live today.
0: I don't know. When did Pat Cooper die? Because <laughs> I was Toby went to commercial and I was listening to a tribute uh, to Pat Cooper. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Pat Cooper died in June.
1: <laughs> well, suffice it to say, he's got to be over the moon.
0: How about you? Are you over the moon?
1: Oh, I mean, of
0: course. Dude, these are uh, – uh, what's the – Instagram reels are meant to be funny and to show someone working out to make you feel bad at yourself. These sudden Instagram reel, uh, what's the, philosophical people that try to give you life advice have become the bane of my existence. Well, cl- but <laughs> Clearly
1: you're engaging. Because I, I know. it. Up. I
0: don't know how it's showing up. I guess if you watch it for more than two seconds, you get in the algorithm. But one of their favorites is, well, somebody tell me. Nobody tells you when you're living in the good old days because you just don't know they're the good old days. And you're like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. What are you talking about? But for you, you're living in the good old days right now. Holy smokes, bro. This is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is a bad offsides call against D. Ford and one of the weirdest second halves maybe ever.
1: Yeah, it was a collapse
0: from going to his sixth straight Super Bowl. Think well, about that for a moment.
1: Four sounds pretty good.
0: I know, right? For the last six. But, I mean, I'm greedy. So, when this happens with Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders, I can't even say it with a straight face. But if this were happening to my team, that's what I would be saying. We really should be six in a row right now. I don't know what you guys are talking about.
1: It, it, it's real, but it's, it's hard to believe. And <laughs> believe me, it's... You're totally aware that it's never gonna get better than this.
0: No. Nah, it's uh, congratulations, man! What a run! What uh, what a day of games, which, which we'll get to. But I'm even more excited because I'm actually in the Buffalo Wild Wings studio. Oh, I miss this place. I miss it. So I get in here, I've got to rearrange everything, got to set the countdown clock up. For some reason, I gotta move my keyboard here. Gotta make sure everything's good. I Missed it. Welcome, Welcome back. It it's been it's not, i didn't miss any shows which is kind of you just missed being this here. i missed being in here now we do have a big week ahead of us so allow me to uh allow me to get the announcements out of the way before we dive into chiefs 49ers and super bowl 58 uh i i, I am very confused why people are mad online about recruiting rankings for david stone i mean he's on campus why 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 do we care It's just me it's like, we'll show them. It's like, he's already a Sooner. What, what, do we, what do you guys even care about what on three says about him? We'll get to that in a bit. And uh, OU Hoops had a tough one at home Saturday against Texas Tech. We've got, what all do I have here? Sharon Moore, so much for you people that told me that a seven to ten day waiting period. I'm blocking all you on Twitter from, or on uh, the text line from here to four. And uh, we have a Spygate. We have a Spygate in college basketball. That's currently taking place. And one T.J. Otzelberger is not very happy about it. No siree. He went and got a whole new set of sh- medium shirts that he's going to wear to the next <laughs> Iowa State home game. But we have a we do have a busy week in front of us. Is that right? On Wednesday, on Wednesday, the show will originate from the OU softball coaches' luncheon. And I'm pretty excited about that. I haven't... Um, I guess it really hasn't hit me until I just mentioned it to to Toby. I mean, by the time the Super Bowl gets here a week from Sunday, the Sooners would have played its first series of the season.
1: How about that?
0: So I'm, um, I'm pretty juiced about that, as you might imagine, and it's here. It's here. So we're going to spend some time on Wednesday's show, and – who knows? Maybe, maybe Coach Gasso might have some time for us before it to kind of talk a little bit about the preparation for the season, how practices have gone. You know, last week maybe it was on was it on Thursday's show? Maybe Friday's show. We kind of went through what the lineup was going to look like, and I got through all the pictures and realized I'd left out Kelly Maxwell because there's still a part of me that doesn't <laughs> that it hasn't quite registered that Kelly Maxwell is in Oklahoma Sooner yet, but. We'll uh, we'll see what Coach thought of my of my lineup. Now the good thing, the good thing is, when we last talked to Coach Gasso, I want to say she was giving me grief because nothing had really changed since the time we had talked to her before. Now I feel like you have a couple of weeks of practice, so we'll be in Oklahoma City at Vast in downtown Oklahoma City for the annual coaches luncheon where we'll hear from Coach Patty Gasso, JT's gonna be there, Jen Roach is gonna be there. Uh it's gonna be from everything I've been told, an awesome, awesome event. And I I'll double check with Jackie here in a bit, but I think there's still opportunities to be involved if you if you want to. And uh then we no, it looks like they might have sold out. Shocking, right? I'll double check with Jackie before I get too over my skis on this one. But that's where we'll be on Wednesday. So if you if you come to the show at some point, you're like, Hey, hey, Bub, what's going on about them Chiefs? Uh, then we'll have you covered with OU softball on Wednesday's show. How about sooner softball, Bub? How about them softball. And then, speaking of announcements, tomorrow, tomorrow on the show. KJ Kindler to kick things off, and Jenny Baranchek at 9:35. After OU women's hoops had a successful start to the season, uh, Mark Williams came on with this, and then the men's gym team fell, had a tough uh, bar set. So I don't know if he's ever going to come on with us again. Now that I'm the bad luck, and then Roger Kish came on with us last week, and they got beat uh, by Iowa State and who was it? Uh, South Dakota State, North Dakota State. So I don't know if he'll ever come on with us again. But we do have a busy week ahead of us, so let's get after it. As always, you guys know how to get in touch with the show. Uh, You can do it the old-fashioned way. You can pick up the phone and call us on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, 405-329-9000. You can also hit us up on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. And I did want to say, I I had my first ever screw-up in a giveaway. 30 years of doing radio. I had my first screw up. What did we screw up? Not we, me. So when we were giving away our women's gymnastics tickets, the whole time I was told, hey, they'll they'll meet at the, not, not like everyone will meet up at one time, but you can get your tickets at the box office. Get your tickets to the box office, which is unique, right? Because everything is digital. So on Friday, As the ticket office started, you know, hey, here's our list of winners. They're like, all right, we've sent them to all the numbers. And I was like, what?
1: (laughs) So you needed the phone numbers.
0: And and I sent the phone numbers. But I made one tragic mistake. I put one phone number down twice. Oh, no. But I noticed it. I noticed it, Josh. I noticed it right away. So I was texting that person. Uh, Julio got six of them. (laughs) It's because I I put a number down twice instead of just once, and so uh, I apologize to Gary. We Gary, we were um, unfortunately they didn't have his name because I was I'm like here's the guy's name here's this it it, it didn't get it up and I don't know there is a disconnect. Maybe it could have been fixed if I just would have picked up the phone and actually called someone instead of texting. Like I ain't calling anyone over this, so I I feel like I made it up to him. He's got tickets to the next meet coming up, and uh, he wanted a Ref Army hat. So Casey, I need a hat. Just gonna tell you, maybe maybe a double XL shirt too. But took it, us over the barrel. But you know what's what was really cool, and he had my number because I didn't. I mean, I panicked. I I had to text all these people. And be like, "Hey, heads up! Your your tickets coming by text. Let me know when you get it. Your tickets coming by text. Let me know if you get it." And when I texted him, he's like, "I didn't get the tickets." Oh. And that's when I was like, "Hold on. Well, this, this 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 can be fixed. We can repair it. And it wasn't repaired. So I'm sorry, Gary.
1: Oh man, that's too bad. I felt
0: terrible the whole night. So two dollar beers helped make it go away a little bit quicker. That, but that could help. <laughs> but he did still go into the meet and still had a blast. And know you. Oh, uh, you won. It was an awesome night, man. I can't wait to talk to KJ about it tomorrow. So let's get after it, shall we? And they're going to the next meet. So and they're going to the next meet. That's right. Uh, and it's the Taylor Swift meet. That's where they're going to address uh, like either Taylor Swift or Travis Kelsey. So I'm sure Gary's fired up about that. So I'm very sorry, man. That's never happened to me. I never happened to me. And I absolutely – I don't think I can say what I want to say, but uh, I screwed up. So, yeah, I throw myself at your mercy, Gary. You know what they I'm, say. I'm glad you still got to enjoy the meet. And everyone else got – I felt terrible because there was like, thank you, man, this is awesome. Julio's sending us pictures. I, I think I even saw Craig there. He's like, "It's great. Uh, and then I've got poor Gary that's walking oh. from one box office to the other. He's like, hi, are there tickets here for me? Like, I don't know who you oh, are, Oh,
1: no. Well, Sorry. as they say, there's a first time for everything. And <laughs> unfortunately, this was that first time.
0: I do have a great story about a giveaway – uh, involving the UFC at Budweiser that I'll have to tell you about at some point off the air. <laughs> okay. But, welcome into the show. I, I take me through the experience. Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. I... I know that Lions fans are hurt because oh. they blew the 17-0 lead, but... If you're a if you're a Ravens fan, you've got to be lamenting missed opportunities today, right? And credit the Chiefs defense for stepping up and making plays. I've been trying to tell people all year long, it's a really good defensive team. Their commitment in the draft to build this defense, but I mean Mahomes is inevitable. And even though it wasn't this incredible second half, when they needed a big play on third and nine with 2.14 to go, Marquez, Valding, Scantling did something that he didn't do in big moments early in the season. He made a play.
1: Well, and he did against Buffalo, too. Had a massive sideline catch. So, yeah, he's been good these last two. And, uh, yeah, it was not a great second half offensively, obviously. But Mahomes made one big throw. One big throw when he had to have it. But – Look, they're advancing to the Super Bowl because of what they did defensively. Really in uh, the entirety of the Baltimore game, but uh, the second half of Buffalo as well. So this re- retooled, reconfigured defense, Spaggs, uh, he's got them playing, man. And-, and Mahomes did just enough. Kelsey turned back the clock. He was fabulous in the first half. I mean, what, he had basically 10 grabs for 100 yards and a score, in one half of football in the playoffs, so uh, amazing, man, uh, amazing, and uh, yeah, for Baltimore, one too many big mistakes too. I thought the, I thought the headbutt personal foul was sort of ticky tack, right? Kelsey was mixing it up too, but the last guy gets penalized. I thought the uh, Zay Flowers penalty. To me, if that was a Chiefs uh, player, I would have been frustrated that they threw that flag. Mm -hmm. But the other one, right, uh, hitting Mahomes' helmet. Right in the face. (laughs) And and roughing the passer. Those are penalties. So the uh, undisciplined nature of Baltimore in the game cost them, I thought, too.
0: I, I don't know if I would have told you that Kansas City won the game if you were to show me the drive chart for the second half for just Kansas City before the game. No way they win that game. Punt, 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 punt. And then, of course, the third down catch by Scantling, and you down it out. But 24 plays, 73 yards in those five drives. Three yards per play, and they still still won the football game. And one massive
1: punch out defensively. Changes one, yeah. everything.
0: Oh. I, I always – my personal favorite when something like that happens – like what happened to Zay Flowers? People are like, why is he diving for the end zone? He's trying to score. Because that like 9.9 out of 10 times when that happens, the dude doesn't fumble. <laughs> and then the one time that he does, it's like, I would never do that. You know, Bill Pars- or Bill Belichick tells his guys not to dive for
1: the Well, end zone. <laughs> and if Zay Flowers doesn't do that and they get s- stuffed, it's why did he not why reach the that-
0: football out? He had a chance to score. Is he not going to give up his body on that? I- I'll tell you what. My favorite part of this, and by no means do I want to get away from talking about the Chiefs and the Niners, but I find it funny. I don't have the debate shows on, but I'm, I hope there's a conversation about the greatness of Patrick Mahomes that's taken place. I'm sure we're going to be eating up over the next few weeks about Mahomes v. Brady, which is fine. I have no problem with that. But this idea that you lose a game and suddenly your career is tainted is – it's like laughable to me. It's like, Lamar Jackson just can't win the big game. He's, he's not who he thought he was. I'm like, well, I, he won some big games to get to this point, right? He played poorly. And he had a bad game. He played
1: poorly. and, uh, But here's the thing. He's playing the number two scoring defense in the National Football League. The same way that Mahomes was playing the top scoring defense in the National Football League, Lamar was playing the second best, right? And guess what? It was a defensive football game. Go figure.
0: It was fun. It was. It, I thought it was a fun day of football. I just thought from start to finish. Now, I was smart, Josh. I got all my my chores done, so I was able to sit down and immerse myself in eight quarters of football. Now, I did not take in a single minute of pregame. I don't know how I did it, but timed it out beautifully. But literally, I sat on my couch, and it's like, and we're underway. It's like, how did that happen? I mean, wh- let's go. But it was a uh, – I thought it was a great day of college – of football, period. Just two,
1: two very exciting games.
0: So, congratulations to the Chiefs. Congratulations to the Niners. Heartbreak City for Detroit. Yeah. 17-zip. Where'd that offense go in the second half? What – okay, let's get a break. Let's talk about why do teams go away from the run? I mean, did, did Todd Monken not watch the – bills are on the football against them i don't know i think the
1: mahomes factor for baltimore but we can discuss
0: yeah Ugh.
1: which proved to be a grave error
0: that's right we'll talk about it coming up next all right Uh, a lot of hoops talk after the bottom of this hour and then our our daily sooner football updates coming up at 10 a.m i guess this transitions from just being a portal conversation to now a recruiting conversation because everything that's being talked about for the Sooners on the recruiting trail is straight fire right now. We'll get into it right here on the ref. Any um any more Tony Romo fallout? I don't I mean, does he say some stupid stuff? Sure, but I think that's kind of the charm of him and boy, people just I mean, they turned on him quick. Can a great Super Bowl change some of this? I don't know. I mean, Taylor Swift said something nice about him, so it seemed like that softened some of the blow. That might not be good to others. Well, that's right. Uh, see, of course Taylor Swift would like him. She doesn't know football either. <laughs> he said. He said, <laughs> I, when when Jackson fumbled the strip sack, who got him? Was it Karloftis that got him from the, the backside? Or I think maybe, it was O'Minahu. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, Charles O'Minahu. Whenever he got the the strip sack said something along the line of, oh, the ball is never more important than in games like this. <laughs> it's it, Indeed. I, You know what? I think actually awful announcing posted that. I I need to go back and find it. There are certain games. The ball's just important. It's always and, important. It's, and I'm like, I think it's kind of important in every single game. But, but yeah, I mean, you can't boy. turn
1: the football over. And, right. and that was the difference in the game. 49ers
0: 34, Lions 31. 2047 at the half. Fourth down and goal at the 3. With tw- a 24 minus 3 it would be carry the one. 21 to 7. All right, number 1, should Dan Campbell have gone for it there, Josh, and made the score 28 or at least try to make it 28 to 7.
1: Hindsight 2020, I, I thought going for the field goal was the right call. Take the points. Agreed. Don't risk
0: it. First drive of the second half, 24-10 to football game. Fourth down and – I wrote down two, but I think they were all threes. Fourth down and three at the 28-yard line. You have a 45-yard field goal that at that point gets back the field goal that San Francisco just kicked. Did you have a problem going for it? fourth and two of the 28 which I think by my math I always add 17 to the yardage so if it's at the 28 I, I think it's supposed to be a 45 yard field goal that's what I always do I don't know where's where's uh, T where's now, Toby on that
1: now it seems like people are adding 18 instead Oh, is it okay okay, of, okay well, that's instead fine of 17.
0: 46 that's fine i
1: I've always been 7-7 so, Okay, well. good, good, good.
0: 10 for the uh, – I don't know if I just heard that and it was made up or if that's how it really is.
1: Se- seven yards from line of scrimmage to snap back okay, where you yeah. kick it, 10 yards for, you know, the end zone. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I've got a problem with all of the decisions. But, again, Dan Campbell being who Dan Campbell was and true to who the Lions have been this year.
0: Fourth down and three. At the 30. What do we say everyone's adding now? A couple extra yards too. So 48 yard field goal. Sure. 732 to go. You're now down three. That's who they are, right? So I guess they're gonna go for it because that's just who they are. But you got a chance to tie. Got a chance to tie the game. I think as someone someone brought this point up. Maybe, gosh, maybe it was Maybe it was Todd Furman last night, whenever we were talking to him on Fox Sports Radio. You can be a certain way and say, I am an aggressive, fourth down guy. I'm gonna and you will always have, for some reason, an analytic that tells you it's a good time to go. You should go. I mean, I've I've never seen and CBS doesn't do it, and Fox doesn't really do it. I think ESPN were the ones that say, oh, the analytics here say you go for it. This person is here." right? And I, eight out of ten times now it says go. Go. I, I've never seen it say not go. But even if you're aggressive, using the blackjack analogy, you're sitting on 16. Sometimes when you're sitting on 16, you're going to stay. Sometimes when you're sitting on 16, you're going to hit. And it might be considered to some a little bit Odd way to look at it, but there's certain times when that aggressive nature, you got to stop and pause and say, ah, the dealer is uh, dealer showing a three here, and I've got a sixteen. Let's let's see if we can get them to bust. Let's make them get to seventeen. Let's play the percentages. Right outside of us hoping to get a three, four, or a five here. Right. I mean, it's just I felt like you can still be that aggressive guy, but also understand situational awareness. It's what cost Brandon Staley whenever he was with the Chargers.
1: Do you buy into the psychology of the football game? When, as in, when they go and don't get it, San Francisco goes right down the field. Do you buy into those events being any sort of connected?
0: I guess you almost have to, right? Don't you? I mean, you have to look at it and say, dang, man, that's, that's got to be more than just a coincidence.
1: The straw that broke the camel's back, right, to some degree?
0: The fumble going into the end zone. I thought was a killer for Baltimore.
1: There's no doubt it was.
0: At that moment, you're like, oh, man, I don't know how we're going to make it up. I kind of felt like the dropped fourth down was that moment, even though it was a tough catch, right? It was a little bit behind him. Oh, but my still. gosh,
1: they dropped so many key passes.
0: I, I You know what? I got to give credit to somebody that I, I know is a little bit polarizing, Josh Helmer. But I thought what Portnoy put out yesterday was was actually pretty good. When he's just talking sports, I, I I get it. I know he's he's got to be a, uh, he's got to be an entrepreneur. I get it. Sports and pizza,
1: he's pretty good. Pretty good
0: at. But uh, he had oh, here it is. I want to make sure I, I gave a proper credit because he had said this about Detroit, and I and I think. Do you want to play this? I agree. No, it's not audio. Okay, uh, it's just it's a tweet. Yeah, you're <laughs> is like, it safe on. to play this. Can we listen to this before you play it?
1: Yeah. So I went into fight or fly. Continue.
0: I'm not exaggerating considering the team, the city, etc, this may be the worst loss I've ever seen. Detroit was 1,000 percent better. actually he put 10,000 percent better. Balls off heads, fumbles, dropped passes, not kicking field goals, etc. Everything went wrong. devastating. I, I don't I don't think I can disagree with that. I was sick and I hate to bring it up because I know for our Alliance fans I feel bad for like bumpy roads to those today oh, but man
1: you've waited six decades to see this team get into that game. Yeah and it's there. it's there to be had
0: and just can't get it done.
1: Well I mean let's call it what it is they collapsed. Dash they collapsed.
0: Whatever people talk about teams collapsing and players choking and things of that nature, I think sometimes it's a reach. Like, oh, you know, so-and-so had a drop here. That's not a team choking. That's a player that didn't make a play. This was a total team collapse, Josh. And give Brock Purdy credit. I mean, San Francisco was right there to take advantage of it. I'm, I'm watching. When it was 24-10 to and they, they hit Iuke in the end zone on third and goal, I still don't know how he got that pass through the two lines defenders.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good-looking question.
0: And I, I still don't know and never will know why say uh, Detroit and, and Baltimore ever went away from the running game?
1: Brock Purdy made some big time plays last night. He
0: did. So he did. I, I thankfully have it on Sports Center. I haven't. I haven't got to see all the debates and the fights. Speaking of fights, I right. Let's hit a couple of other quick loose ends to put a wrap on uh, the the AFC NFC Championship game conversation. Number one, did you have I, did you have any problem with the pregame stuff between Mahomes and Kelsey? And Justin Tucker. No, absolutely I thought it was not. Hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. Get out of our zone. Go to the other side I of the thought, field. Get out of here. And and what was funny, uh, Pete Schrager tweeted this morning that I guess Mahomes and Tucker are pretty tight. I guess they know each other. It didn't look like that, though, did it? No. And he and and Schrager said at first, I thought Mahomes was messing with him. And then all of a sudden, Kelsey comes in and just Launches the the tee across the end You're like, oh, let's go. It is what it was. Right. It was
1: Tucker and Kelsey and Mahomes, the three of them respectively. It was, hey, this is our territory, right? I mean, it yep. was it was pregame antics.
0: Number two, we mentioned Romo to start this segment. Greg Olson. I know it's it's starting to get a little bit split on him. Some are like, he's he, he's Romo. He's talking too much. Others are like, hey, it's, this guy's awesome. I kind of think he's awesome. I, I really like Greg Olson. I think he's great. I think he's good. He, he, to me, explains what's going on in a way that we can all kind of understand. I, I think at this point he's better than Romo. I do too. Uh, and then I guess third and most importantly, did you all survive? Were you okay? A few extra Taylor Swift cutaways this weekend. Did you all make it? It was. Uh, Were you good? <laughs> there was more of that. There's no question. My, uh, I, I like that even one of the text we got last night was did you notice my home britney mahomes and taylor swift weren't in the same suite what's going on there it's like oh God. i matter of fact i did notice that <laughs> well i i don't know the Ravens suite setup i'm just gonna be honest with you so i don't even know how that would work but who was the first who was the first nerd to point out what it would take for taylor swift to end up at the super bowl you got it Darren Ravel, because she's gonna be in Japan touring. I'm sure Spirit Airlines has a flight she can jump on from there. Man. I think she's got her own
1: private jet no get there.
0: Budget conscious, man. Jump on Spirit. They'll take care of you.
1: Swift fans have already done the math. She can uh, oh can't she? Uh, yeah, she can get there by kickoff.
0: <laughs> All right. Um let's get a break. Let's talk some sooner hoops next. Good start on the Kenipme Chevrolet text line to 405-651-3439. It's Plank show on a Monday right here on the ref. Still getting used to being back in studio. Welcome home. Yeah, it's uh oh. boy, our our audio cord just basically was somebody was giving it the business. Holy smokes! Did it get trampled? It's twisted unlike any cord's ever been twisted in the history of mankind. It needs a little T L C. Oh now I've got it twisted up with my head. Oh, we're in trouble, Josh. <laughs> do, you, do you need some help? <laughs> we're 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 in trouble here. No, we're good. We're I can good.
1: come in there and I, th- I think ah oh, there we go. I could ba buoy the situation if need be. Which I, I think means fixing it. I think means fixing it.
0: Uh, we got Porter. Well, let me let me play this real quick from from Porter Moser after the frustration of Saturday for OU uh, basketball. Yeah,
2: I mean it, it was, and I thought how we responded the first half was even bigger because I thought they were up like were they up seventeen to nine, and then we turned around and took the lead, and I, that was in that stretch when they we called a timeout. I think it was seventeen to nine, and I think we had like nine straight stops after that. All right, our defense really kicked in, and uh, so that's going to happen sometimes. Those early leads like that. Um, but over the course of the game, um, you know, I, I just – you know, with, with, with McMillan, I mean, 27 points on 13 shots. I mean, it was a, a career-high performance, and he was he was locked and loaded. You know, I thought um, – uh, you know, I, I, I thought for us – I mean, I thought Rivaldo Soros had did so many good things for us. You know, he had 10 rebounds. He had some blocks, four assists, no turnovers. Like I said, offensively, we kept on answering the bell. I thought we were – I mean – it's just seventy-two percent in a second half. Defense is eminence in, in your free throws is very, very tough to overcome against a top twenty team. Number- yep. Sorry.
0: Uh, yeah, they um, not only were they seventy-two percent from the floor at Texas Tech in the 85-84 win, but they also they were fifty percent from beyond the three-point line in the second half, Josh. And they shot 84% from the free throw line. They were 11 of 13 in the second half from the free throw line for Texas Tech. I mean, and that was after they shot. I would love to see a split somewhere where a team on the road shot 37% in one half and then turned around and shot 72% in the second half because that's exactly what happened with Texas Tech. And, And by the way, Oklahoma's defense is going to bear some of the brunt of that, right? I mean, that's just the reality. Did McMillan catch fire? Uh, yeah. I mean, he was 6 of 7 from the floor and only missed one 3 in the second half. In fact, I think he only missed two for the game.
1: He did, 6 of 8 for the game.
0: <laughs> I mean, there are certain things that you can't account for. And the opposing team's sixth man torching you for a career-high of that, like, a couple points over his career high, like, ridiculously topping his career high, like McMullen did with 27, it's, uh, it's a different level of pain, Josh.
1: Yeah, it's frustrating for that to happen, but uh, obviously, defensively, you, you just got to be more dialed in uh, than what Oklahoma was in the second half. I know that the scouting report doesn't say McMillan's going to come in and score 27 on you. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, if that's poking another loose ball away, right, getting in a couple more passing lanes, whatever it may be, defensively closing out on shooters a little better, rotating more. They they just weren't enough of that in the second half.
0: Do- Is this right? Hold on. This okay, good. I was like, oh my God. I had saw I was looking at the the game log for Chance McMillan, and I thought it said eight points was his career high, and I was really gonna lose my mind heading into Saturday's win over Oklahoma. He did have twenty four earlier this season, so that's that makes me feel a little better. But in Big Twelve play, a double figure score, double digit score. But to get twenty seven, I mean I also – I cannot – Porter's got to be pulling his hair out, man. This team just – team just can't shoot free throws. And they had opportunities. I mean, Otega – oh, I heard TJ say it on my way in. He's got to hit some of those free throws down the stretch. I mean, that was – let's see, what was – O-A was 2-5 of in the second half.
1: And and for the game.
0: And and for the game. Ugh. I mean, that's just – you need those. You need those in those in those clutch moments, in those key moments. And,
1: well, and you feel like your guards, right? Your guards got to knock free throws down. Everybody needs to, but, you know, oh wait those got to be guys you can count on. McCollum.
0: I have a hot take on Milo, Suzanne. I, I think he needs – I think he's got a chance to be special. Uh, it, it, and I don't know how pro scouts view him – I don't know if this is a guy that, hey, enjoy this because he's – I don't know. I I haven't dug that deep. But if he can just find a level of – and listen, he was not bad, but, I mean, 5 of 14 shooting, a little bit rough for was and I, I would imagine that that was among one of his lesser shooting percentage games of the season. But if there is – and he's been consistent, but holy smokes, man, if he can just – If he can find it, I think he's got a chance to be a special, special player beyond just Oklahoma. But there's some moments where it's either defensive laps or missing easy opportunities. It's just – it's the story of the season, unfortunately, since the calendar turned to 2024, right?
1: He's shooting 39.3% for the season, uh, 29.2% from three. so – Obviously those averages they gotta go well,
0: do you know north. I so actually based on his averages for this season, he might have been a little bit better on Saturday. But still, he got he's got it he's gotta be more consistent for him.
1: I hear what you're saying though. He right. he has the it feels like he's got the flashes of that type of special potential, but obviously those numbers right there indicate that consistency it, it the light bulb has not flickered on in that regard.
0: Yeah, you know, it's um <laughs> By the way, Sean, you just made me laugh out loud. The six one five made my point for me better than I was uh, off the Knippemeyer Chevrolet text line. He writes, Uzan has disappeared lately. We used to be able to count on him to create a shot when nothing else was working. Yeah, that maybe that's what I'm missing, Josh. Maybe I'm missing that creativity that just really hasn't been there.
1: Ability to break down the defense yeah. and, and get to the cup and go score.
0: Yep. And Absolutely.
1: Probably uh confidence is a, a piece of that ingredient that's missing right now.
0: Absolutely. All right. Um, let's hit the text line when we come back. Anything else to add? I've got more Porter. We're just starting to st- start hoops. Toby, you know, I thought if if you missed the 8 o'clock hour of the T-Row in the morning show, I would encourage you to go download it on your uh, however you consume podcast because Toby breaking down where this team still is, it, it, it's encouraging. I mean, with the talent and the the strength of the Big 12, you really can't afford to lose your home games. So, that stings losing to Texas and Texas Tech. Both
1: of them. Both of
0: them, right? If you could have
1: at least split, you'd feel, you know, not
0: terrible. I thought they had that. I thought they had that game one Saturday, man. I did the old. All right, this is good.
1: And Texas Tech's really good. They are. But, look, now you head into a hornet's nest where K-State's lost back-to-back games, too. Oh, and their
0: coach is catching some grief nationally, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, so – it, it'll be tough going to Bramlage Coliseum. It doesn't. I mean, theoretically, it gets a little bit easier, right? Right. On paper, but because you're going on the road, and that's a hungry team that, like you, has lost back-to-back games. It doesn't get easier from that standpoint. And yet, Oklahoma's got to go find a way to get that game tomorrow. They, they, have they need to. it
0: desperately. Yep. Yep. All right. Quick break. And I don't. They haven't played real well, Bramlage. You know, just that. That's the reality of it. Quick break. Your texter next, and some football news around the corner, right here on the ref.
1: Hour number one of the Plank Show. We are back. Josh Elmer alongside Chris Plank. Hour number one presented by Van Who's Fence. That is vhfence.com. Number to call, 405-735-1167, where you can get your fencing needs taken care of by the Premier Fence Company in Oklahoma. And as we like to say, check out Van Who's Fence because...
0: Because Bob Stoops said so. Did you see Bob Stoops? Was that the uh, Niners game? Was he really? Yeah, I saw a picture of him that got supporting Trent Williams tweeted into my feed. Yeah, Trent. I'm sure George Kittle, because I guess they've got a good relationship. Stacy Dales took a picture that got uh, sent into my feed. So. You know, who
1: wouldn't have a good relationship with George Kittle? He just seems like a, seems the,
0: awesome, doesn't he? Like the
1: coolest guy in the world.
0: You, if he has 12 catches for 160 yards and two touchdowns in the Super Bowl i don't think you'll feel that way like, I, forget that guy can't stand no, that.
1: no
0: i i he's, <laughs> he's he's a norman guy so he, well, well say he's, and
1: he's he's easy to like he's true. easy to like very true to the tax line 405-651-3439 chevrolet text line squirrel squirrel from norman Soonersman's men's uh, basketball team soft <sighs> Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to go there I yet. I don't,
0: I don't think I agree with that, Squirrel. Do they – now, when – I was trying to pull up the schedule. When they play Houston, okay, that's that's when we'll learn a little bit more. That's a – did you see what Fran Fraschilla dug up? Houston's, like, defensive and offensive efficiency balance is right now the best in the history of the NFL, uh, in, in college basketball. That's crazy. Yeah, he looked – I guess he talked to Ken Palm about it. But they, they're still – I don't think they're necessarily soft. The Cincinnati win to me was – a uh, that was a hardcore win, man. But we'll learn a lot about their mental makeup over the next two games. My For certain. Uh, certain.
1: My Houston doesn't
0: look like uh, the Houston of recent years is aging like rotten milk. But it still has time. It still has time. You know, do you see what Houston's schedule is this week? They go to Texas tonight for Big Monday, and then they're at Lawrence on Saturday.
1: They're really Welcome good. to the
0: Big 12, man. Well, they're
1: probably going to lose in Lawrence. Sure.
0: But. Yeah. I think they might lose tonight. I think. Well, by the way, thanks to Texas. Jeez, Texas. Can you get anything right? You come in here, and we think, oh, all right, well, maybe they turn the corner. Maybe that's who they are. Rodney's got them playing. And then you lay an egg at BYU like that. By the way, BYU's very good. They're going to beat a lot of teams at home. But really? And I will say, I know Rodney Terry and the Hornsdown stuff is taking a lot of grief today. But they're the coach of BYU made them do that. That wasn't like Rodney Terry or anyone with Texas going, this is unacceptable. And I'm never here to stand for Texas, nor will I. But in this instance, this was about BYU not wanting to be that guy. Sure. Sorry. Anyway, uh, I-, I disagree with you a bit, Squirrel.
1: Uh, out of the 918, think the guys are letting Porter down some. Got to be smarter. Prime example, shooting the ball with 10 seconds left in the first half and missing, giving Tech two free throws to end the half. When you lose by one, that stuff really matters.
0: Yeah. Great no, point. That is a great observation. That's a really good observation. Those are the types of nerdy, and I don't mean to call that person a nerd, those are the type of uh, fun conversations I like having after a game like that. Any more you want to get to before the top of the hour? Uh, Sean, stop blaming the OU defense. It was obviously
1: the Lloyd Noble Center's fault on Saturday. <laughs> uh,
0: I went back and we get these cut ups of the game that I don't. I got on the mailing list somehow, so I love it. I'm able to watch the game in like an hour and a half. Uh, actually, let me rephrase that. Able to watch the game in like 45 minutes. So I listened to it because we were in Lexington, America this weekend, Josh. So I listened to the whole uh, whole game, and then I went home, and I was watching the cut-up. Great job by the crowd. I, I know it's – they say sellout. Excuse me. They say sellout, and it never looks like a sellout because there's empty seats there, but it sure did sound awesome. Sounded awesome. All right, quick break. When we come back, a lot of crude news to get to, and we'll tell you what we know right here on The Home of Cedar Fans.